0: obviously soccer having a really big moment and a lot of focus on Team Canada right now. Uh, but some downsides to women's professional soccer that doesn't get talked about a lot is the increased risk of injury, specifically ACL tears for female athletes. We're going to a, a dig around and see if we can find out exactly what's going on uh, with a sports medicine physician and member and board of directors for Canadian Academy of Sport and Exercise Medicine, Dr. Daryl Menard. Dr. Menard, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it
1: oh you're welcome can you hear you can hear me
0: i can hear you loud and clear yeah it's a perfect connection to talk about something that i don't think people really realize when it comes to women's professional soccer players acl tears are really common there's a lot of players that have been taken out with this injury aren't there
1: yes uh yeah and it the unfortunate thing is it can be a career-ending injury. Even with all the technology we have today and the skills and the surgeons, uh, for unfortunately for some of these uh, young ladies who have invested their lives uh, in preparing for these big events, this can be a career-ending injury.
0: So what exactly is an ACL tear? Can you clarify that for us? Sure.
1: So your knee, if you think of your knee uh, consisting of the bone above the femur and the tibia, if you think of those as two two two-by-fours, okay? Okay. And you have one on the left and one on the right, go home and try to put two two two-by-fours on top of something and then try to walk around and see how you're going to do. You're not going to do very well. because they're not stable. So the knee has four ligaments, you know, one on the inside, one on the outside, and two in the middle that keep it from op- the the two by 4s from separating from each other. And the major stabilizer of the knee, the one that's deep inside the knee is the anterior cruciate ligament and it controls the movement of the femur and the tibia in relationship to each other. Okay. And yeah, and if that's torn, uh, for the vast majority of people, it results in uh, a sense of instability that my knee is shifting around when I go to do things.
0: I've always known that these are really bad injuries and that they require a lot of rehab, but the way that you're describing it right now sounds absolutely awful. What kind of how could you face an injury like this? What kind of movement would create this?
1: So, yeah, so uh, one of the things you got to understand ab- about this injury is you could be the best-prepared athlete in the world, the fittest, the strongest, the uh, you know, the neurologically the best-prepared athlete in the world, and the gods conspire against you. You jump up in the air and you land on somebody's foot by accident. Your knee shifts in the wrong direction with just the right amount of force and pff, you pop your ACL. Yes. And so... Um, But generally speaking, in soccer... The most common reason, the three big risk uh, movements are cutting. So I'm running towards you with the ball and I don't want you to get it, so I'm going to cut to the left or cut to the right and try to move around you. So planting my foot and moving in one direction. So that's one risk. The second risk is deceleration. So I'm charging at you, you have the ball, and I suddenly stop really quickly. So uh, that's the second one, and the third one is landing. So we both go up to head the ball in soccer, and then we come down, and I don't land well, uh, and my knee is at an angle, and then boom, you pop your ACL. So those are the three, the three big mechanisms uh, in soccer.
0: So why is this something that's that's more prevalent amongst women?
1: Well, yeah, that's a, a great question, and the answer is. Uh, it's it's considered to be multifactorial so there are there are several things that actually uh, work against women in this regard so one of them is anatomical so women you know besides the obvious women are not built the same as guys are so they tend to have their femur where that ACL is there's a little thing called the intercondylar notch it can be narrower and when and the, the ACL can get caught on that and if you think of putting a rope over the edge of something sharp and then pulling on it, it makes it easier to snap. Their ACLs, are, on average, are uh, their cross section is smaller, so they're thinner. Their joint, knee joint, tends to be a little bit more loose than the average guy's they typically have wider hips which makes them some uh, not all women but makes some women a little more knock-kneed and that's not a good position to be in when you're jumping and then women typically don't have as much muscle around their knee as guys do and that muscle is like wearing a brace so the you know the stronger those muscles are around your knee the better the second thing that's Uh, different is hormonal and we don't understand this very well but there's their evidence suggests that at different times in the in the menstrual cycle um, the the acl the sex hormones that are released during the menstrual cycle can actually make the acl a little weaker at certain times during that cycle, and so you know you can 't imagine you can 't plan your cycle uh, easily, and you can 't plan when your big soccer event is, so it ha- if it happens to land right at the wrong time you 're at greater risk um, and then there 's uh, the third thing is neuromuscular like skills and coordination, that, uh, that ability to jump and cut and land well, uh, those things uh, are really, really important. And the unfortunate thing is that um, a lot of little girls, aren't given necessarily the same opportunity to, or encouragement to do sports as little boys. You know, you go play with dolls and you go roughhouse and do things that boys do. And while that's stereotypic, it, it tends to be true for, for many young ladies. So they don't learn to throw a ball. They don't learn to jump. They don't learn to run. They don't learn to cut and stop uh, at an er, as early an age as most boys do. And when you try to learn those skills a little later in life, let's say you decide to take up soccer at the age of 17, mm-hmm. it's way harder to learn those skills uh, than it is when you're seven years old. And And the last thing is biomechanical. So studies show that... If you're, just think about this, you jump up in the air and then leave your legs straight and land on the ground, you're going to get a huge shock wave through your body. So typically you jump up in the air and you bend your knees, and then when your feet hit the ground, you keep bending them to absorb the shock. So the studies show that women tend to bend their knees less when they jump, and the other thing is that they tend to actually let their knees dip towards the inside of their body. So we, we call that valgus, but it's, it's going into a knock-kneed position. And both of those things put they, they are ineff- are inefficient at shock absorbing, and they transfer a lot of that shock wave to the ACL, and and if the if the shock wave is larger than the tensile strength of the ACL, it will pop. And often, the lady will tell you, "I heard the pop," Ugh. and then then they're thrashing around on the ground and in terrible pain. And uh, yeah. Wow, so-
0: Dr. Menard, thank you so much for highlighting that. I think it's an area of women's professional sports, and certainly soccer, uh, that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Really appreciate you sharing your insight today.
1: You're most welcome. Thank you for having us on, and I hope that this helps some people in your audience to uh, be a little bit more aware of this important problem. Of
0: course. Take care. Okay. That's Dr. Daryl Menard, sports medicine physician and member of the Board of Directors for Canadian Academy of Sport and Exercise Medicine. Women face an increased risk of ACL tears amongst over their male counterparts.